Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In no situation will I be able to go up to Ray Lewis and call him a phony. Men. Because he... And inspiring them to, to go on and do things. I mean, because at that point, he's just going to pummel me. I don't need that. Jim Dolan, I think I could, in the right situation, I could say something to him. But that was not Ray the right Ray Lewis situation. would not assault you. Yes, he would. No, he would The not. stuff I want to say to him, he would. He'd at least, at least have his friends go after me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't say I'm sorry, my brother. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to move shoot on. You. <laughs> Keep moving. Yo, Manny. <laughs> you just <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> and Manny's a good name for mm-hmm. Ray Lewis. Manolo. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, okay. Uh, Dan Fouts, a Chargers great and a guy who has been working for CBS for a while. We'll see him today. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's right. Yeah, we will see Dan Fouts today. At don't want to, but we will. CBS luncheon. I got to be honest, I don't get as excited about Dan Fouts as I do some of the other guys that are there. I'm, no. I'm used to Who Dan Who are you now. excited about? Well, we'll talk about that coming up okay. in, in a little bit. Yeah. We're going to go the full rundown of the people that we're going to see. Right. I'm most excited about the little sandwiches that will be there. That's oh. what I'm most excited oh, okay. about. <laughs> but... <laughs> If you really, the quinoa? If you really, no, not the quinoa. You know what? I, I may throw the quinoa out just to save you the people not. from eating the you quinoa. You better not. You don't need that quinoa. Don't you dare do that. You don't need the quinoa. Uh, Biscuits. Stuff. Stay away from the quinoa. <laughs> Eat the sandwich. No, you need the quinoa. <laughs> so um, Dan Fouts is going to have the Chargers back. He's always going to have the Chargers yes. back, and he doesn't like the fact they left San Diego. Nope. So now they're playing in the L.A. Galaxy Stadium, and there's only 27,000 seats called StubHub Center. Mm -hmm. And we heard about how it didn't draw as many fans as the Galaxy game did in a preseason game. 21,000 fans as opposed to the Galaxy had 25,000 fans. And Dan Fouts said that it's embarrassing that the Chargers are playing there. And... Because it's Dan Fouts, I understand what he's saying, and I can't be really critical of his comments because he needs to have the Chargers back. He is used to that team being in San Diego. Yeah. It hurts him that they moved. He's, he's an- on their broadcast team for the preseason. Yeah, he's annoyed. No. He's annoyed yeah. by it. Right. He's annoyed by it. But, I mean, really, is it that big of a deal to the NFL that this is the home of the Chargers in the interim? Is this really a, a bad look for that organization in the NFL? Yeah. It looks like Pop Warner. I mean, you, you've got a professional team that's going to be playing in this stadium for the next two seasons at least while they erect a new stadium that both the Rams and the Chargers will share. And here's the other deal. They could have gone to the Rose Bowl possibly. They could have gone to the Coliseum where the Rams play currently. But they were still going to draw about 25000 30000 at the most in an arena the Coliseum that holds what sixty seventy thousand yeah, folks, look the Rose Bowl that holds a hundred thousand, it would have looked even worse. Yeah, and, and and so you've got a team that's moving up the freeway there from San Diego to L.A. area, and they have no fan base whatsoever in that community, and, and so they're trying to attract more fans. If they win in this little soccer stadium, maybe they will do just that. 
But right now, which looks worse, 21,000 in a 27,000 seat stadium or 21,000 in a 66,000 seat Coliseum or 100,000 seat stadium, uh, the Rose Bowl? Yeah, and Dan Fouts said that he blames Spanos and the city for this, and it's mm-hmm. obvious those are the two parties that allowed this to happen. But I mean, how can you really, if you put yourself in their shoes? I mean, Dean Spanos says, I'm going to make more money in the long term by doing this, and I'm a businessman, and that's what I'm about. I don't want to sit here and lose money. I want to be able to make more money, and I believe that this is the move that's going to allow me to do this. And the people who voted said, I don't want to spend more tax dollars on building a new stadium here. So it was in the best interest of both Spanos and the people who voted for this to say, go. Yeah. So it sucks for the Chargers fans that really love the Chargers. It sucks for a guy like Dan Fouts because uh, the nostalgia is now gone and you're thinking this team is no longer the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, it stinks. But how can you blame either side for doing what they did? And they've been at the table for a long, long time. Over a decade. Yeah, this they've wasn't been discussing in the Jack middle of the Murphy. Night. Right. Yeah, Qualcomm. They've been, they've been discussing this matter for a long, long time, this stadium issue, and they couldn't come to an agreement. So Spanos had to do what he had to do. This is a business decision, and the NFL sees it as a business decision. In the short term, it's going to be painful. It'll be painful to watch. Uh, But in the long term, uh, once they get the new stadium built, uh, they'll be in there, and they'll look like a professional team again. Yeah, and you know, I don't even know how bad it's going to look because NFL TV – is NFL on TV is where it's at, right? That's that's what it is for most people. Yeah, you've got the the handful of people in a grand scheme that go to the games, but it's really about what it looks like on television. And when you just have the field and the way that the game is shot normally, are, are we really going to know? Is it? Re- I mean, if they're going to do a ton of crowd shots, no, and, no, 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 no. and they're no, not no, going to no. do that. Don't pan, don't pan. Let's right, they right probably won't. We, we just want all 22. So, I mean, is, it. It, is anybody going to be, wow, that sucks. It's a ba- I mean, I could no, be wrong. Well, Maybe it looks terrible on TV. They have to but. show everything. You can't hide it. You show the, the entire stadium, and you pan uh, the, the crowd and all that. So, it's, it's going to depend on who they're playing. Let's look at their schedule. First ball game, uh, they're at the Broncos. The first home game. Because the Dolphins come to town. I don't know if that's necessarily going to draw people uh, to StubHub. Then they have the Chiefs. Uh, Then the Eagles uh, come to town. Uh, Listen, every game is going to be sold out there. Yeah. Every game will be sold out. I I, I would think. I'm trying to figure which teams would uh, draw the most fans. Uh, You know, the Raiders would – Definitely is going to bring them in, yeah. Because uh, that's Raider. Raiders have a big pool down in that area, so when they come to town, uh, that's going to be a huge one. Did I tell you on the air or off the air uh, about how the newscast there in Las Vegas were referring to the Raiders? Yes, as, I was on the air. It was it? Yeah, I yeah. couldn't believe that. It was yeah. your Oakland Raiders. Yeah, well, it will be eventually. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, in two years they have, and they mm-hmm. sent a guy to cover the the team too yeah. in, in the preseason game. The local, I think it was the Fox affiliate, local Fox affiliate, sent a reporter to Cowboys Raiders preseason game in Dallas to cover it and said, you're Oakland Raiders. They're owning them already. In in Vegas. Already. yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, it's that's going to be fascinating when, when that happens. Because you know, I hadn't been to Vegas in a decade, and I was only there for a short amount of time over the weekend. But having been back there and just seeing When was that the last time again, you were there? It was, like two, it was like 2007, okay. I think. Yeah. 
So right around maybe even 06. So it'd been a while. So just going back there and seeing it mm-hmm. and 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 go I mean, whoa. It's changed. Yeah, I mean, even walking around the T-Mobile Center where the Golden Knights are going to play. Um that was interesting too. And that 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 arena is awesome. I I think that arena is just beautiful. Now they just constructed that. Yeah. Recently because it's I haven't in less than a year. Yeah, the last time I I was in Vegas was maybe 2012. Uh, I believe, yeah, yeah. That so place that is wasn't nice. there then. Yeah, it's going to be really cool for people to to watch NHL games there. But to have a like the atmosphere of the NFL game being played there yeah. on a Sunday in the sports books, I mean that's that's got to be cool. Now, that's did be cool. you see where they they're going to build the the football stadium? I that's, didn't. No, I didn't I see that's that. That's over near uh, Mandalay Bay in that area. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. But just thinking about all the road fans that are going to be yeah. coming through on those home games, just like the Conor McGregor fans were walking around with the Irish flag, you're just going to see a gazillion jerseys of the road team, you know, the people. Because you know how many fans are going to be building trips around that? Oh, we got to go to – oh, man, the mm-hmm. Dolphins are going to Vegas this year. <laughs> oh, man, the Packers are going to Vegas this year. Like, they're going to look at the yeah. schedule. We got to go. Let's book it now. And that's just going to be yep. such a cool experience. I mean, it sucks for Oakland. We understand. It definitely sucks for Oakland. It really sucks for Oakland. Uh, but that's going to be fun. But when it's, it's, it's going to be great for Vegas. It's going to be great for those who are visiting the city. You, you've got uh, a double whammy. I get to gamble and party in Vegas, and then I get to go see a professional football game. Let's listen to Marvin Lewis try to spin the Vontez Perfect stuff. He is facing a five game suspension for a, an illegal hit. Uh, launching his helmet towards the head and neck area of a Chiefs player in a preseason game. Um, So he's appealing this five-game suspension. We'll see if it gets knocked down. He's probably one of the few players in the NFL that would get five games for that that hit because of his track record. Uh, But he just can't do something like that if you're Vontez Perfect at this point. It's just totally unnecessary. Uh, So Marvin Lewis tried to spin it. And this is what he had to say. When we were taught to play football, we played football without our helmet as part of end of the play. That We were taught to tackle that way, and that's the thing that we've continued to reinforce. That's where football has changed. And you can see guys changing. And in, and in my opinion, Vontez has changed. He's learned. He's changed. He's, he's that, But he's a 250-pound man that hits like a dynamite. I mean, it's like hitting by a cement truck. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But also, I mean, on a hit like that, the guy who's not look, you don't need to do that if you're Vontez Perfect. You have to just, whether you agree with the rule or not, that hit is going to get you in trouble if you're Vontez Perfect. Right. I don't agree with the rule. And as I stated yesterday, that used to be allowed. Now it's not. So it's not the rule anymore. You can't freely hit those guys. Uh, you would think the running back would come out and protect himself and know there's going to be a linebacker right there to clock you when you're that close to the line of scrimmage. And call that route a little F angle. Uh, and and so you should know that. Anybody crossing the middle uh, of the formation should know that. But he did, and that's the rule now. If you are an unprotected player and you're not getting the ball, they're going to throw a flag each and every time. That's the new lay of the land. Get that through your head. Uh, because I, I, I thought it was a fine hit. He didn't go head hunting. But if he's a defenseless player in today's game, they're going to get you each and every time, especially if you're Vontez Perfect. Coach, you're right. It's like a Mack truck, but that's not allowed anymore. The game has changed. The rules have changed. You have to now adjust. Miko Grimes is someone we've talked about a lot on this show. Miko Grimes is on a couple reality shows mm-hmm. right now. 
She was a part of Hard Knocks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And she's also on a show called uh, Bowler Wives on VH1. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, neither have I. Is it just football? I don't know. You're or... asking the wrong guy. I oh, just okay. know that Miko Grimes and a guy that we've had on our show, Channing Crowder, yeah. they were on an episode. He's a hoop. So let's, Chan- let's, let's look up Baller Wives. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Channing Crowder works for 560 WQAM, which is mm-hmm. one of our stations yeah. at CBS. They take very good care of me. That's right. My old program director, Ryan McGuire, yeah. works down yeah. there. He talks like uh, Johnny Carson. <laughs> so, man, Channing, did you see Channing on Baller Wives last night? <laughs> he probably was telling him unbelievable stuff. <laughs> so, Miko Grimes also used to work for that 560 WQA. That was before she got arrested. Yes. At and the Dolphins game, right? Right. Yeah. And then well, before wise. they moved to, to Tampa, because that's where Brent went. So here's Channing Crowder and Miko Grimes on Bowler Wives, and uh, Channing Crowder had some things to say to Miko face-to-face. If you were so talented, you would have a job right now. There's four radio stations in South Florida. You got fired from one of them. There's three more. <laughs> Ouch. Take that. In the face. In the face is right. Ouch. <laughs> if you were bum, so talented. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, well. Ballers wise. <laughs> I bet it's all about drama and confrontational. Uh, what makes you think that? Oh, gosh. These shows. <laughs> they, make, they make money, though. People love watching this stuff. It's like watching Mari Povich. All the time, or, or Jerry Springer is—is is Jerry Springer still on television? I think I so. Yeah, I, I think he is. How do you? Th- I just don't understand the attraction to watching stuff like this. Yeah, I don't know. I, as you I know, said, every now and then, if there's a conflict, fine. But all the damn time, yeah, uh, you're right. And my wife watches these things constantly. I don't understand. Watches the reunion shows. It's just—it's it. it's hell on earth ah. for me. The reality shows, I, I mean, I'll watch reality shows that are different, though. And if, by the way, the visual of this is great. I don't know if Mikey B wants to tweet it out, but, you know, Miko and Brent, they're just, like, totally stunned by Channing Crowder saying that. Oh, really? You've got no talent. Um, um, like, I'll. Like, Channing is a creepy looking dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would have to agree. Like, if he showed up and knocked at the, at the door in the middle of the night, I'd probably immediately soil myself. Now I see every. I don't see Brent. Oh, Brent's in this episode, but I don't see him in the uh, the, yeah. the, the well, picture they have of all the the people here's, involved. Here's the, this is this is just the, the visual of it. There's Channing, then Miko's caught off guard. Oh, there's Brent. Brent. Brent like, damn, damn you just said that to my woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you did. You know, what? He, you know what, honey, he right. I'm always skeptical about that stuff, though, because you know, I mean, maybe they probably are friends. Who knows? Oh, you know, they played together. They were teammates. Yeah, right. Um. But I'll watch that. Uh, say that to my woman. Wicked Tuna. That shows. A re- yeah. That's like a reality show. I, I like that. But I mean, there's something there that's interesting to me because they're catching yeah. these fish. You know, like Doctor, yeah. the Incredible Doctor Paul. That's a reality show. Yeah, I'll get into that. I'd rather watch that than Basketball Wives or Baller Wives, whatever the hell it's called. One reality show that's on Bravo, which is like the reality show king, mm-hmm. is Below Deck. I'll watch that okay. one because well, it's it's a yacht crew. Yeah. And they, they there's Whoa. some drama on that one, but it's still a yacht crew. They, yeah. You know, they they entertain, and then they're they're docking, they're doing stuff. That's you you are into. To I'm both. into that. You're a skipper. <laughs> uh, I watch on Bravo Million Dollar Listing. 
Oh, yeah. Because the you're a Joshes. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a- I've, I've spent about them. <laughs> I've spent a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that show is interesting. I'm starting to get into million-dollar million listing New York now. Yeah. But uh, well, like the, the Real I'm, Housewives and stuff, that's not for you. Well, the first one, the original one oh, I watched okay. back in Orange County, the one that okay. started it all back in you the day. You did watch. So you do like this stuff. No, I watched that one. But uh, that was it. It, it, it. After that, and I stopped watching it because it got too confrontational. Yeah. That's yeah. probably the biggest difference in – between my wife and I is probably as I'm scrolling through my head as far it, like her love of reality shows and my disdain for it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I, I can't even be in, I can't be in the same room with some of these. I, I agree because it frustrates me. So I'm much. the same way. Like I have to yes. go upstairs or go outside mm-hmm. when she's watching it and her DVR. If I come home and she's there watching one of them, she knows yeah. to like turn it off because it's just going to put me in a bad mood. So Michael Vick is on this deal. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know okay. anything about baller wives. Not a thing. And I'm glad. Yeah. Except that Janet Crowder's on there. I do now. Sante Samuel, I assume. <laughs> Sante Samuel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know this Chris dude. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Like, whoa, I'm on there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't realize that. Oh, uh, man. Who is Julius? Julius Jones. That's the running back, right? Yeah, I Wasn't guess he so. a running back? Yeah. Yeah, from the Cowboys. Yeah. Remember Julius? All right. So now you're into baller No, wise. I'm not. I'm never going to watch this. Okay. I'm just trying to see who. Yeah, I, I was right. It was Sante Samuel. I'm just trying to see who these folks are. Okay. Who's this Chris dude? Oh, Chris Chambers, former wide receiver. I think he played at Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. So life after football. Yeah, Winfred Tubbs. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see Winfred on here. <laughs> that would be funny. Coming up next. It's a big day for us as we try to track down Tony Romo. We'll tell you all about it next. It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogish is back, and he's got an update for us. What's happening, Bogish? Guys, St. Louis Cardinals third baseman Matt Carpenter is from Galveston, Texas. He is donating $10,000 to Hurricane Harvey relief efforts for every homer he hits the rest of the season. That's well hit. How about ten grand off the bat of Carpenter? As heard on Fox Sports Midwest, Carpenter a two-run shot and a 10-2 victory in Milwaukee. That was the most meaningful homer I, I've, I've hit in my career just because of you know what it means for families down in Houston. I mean that that was a thirty thousand um, dollar swing. It's thirty grand because the Cardinals and Adam Wainwright are each matching Carpenter's donation. A Rod and J Lo donating a combined fifty thousand dollars to the relief efforts. J.J. Watt's online fundraising has surpassed $5 million. And as you know, the Astros forced to host the Rangers in Tampa Bay this week. Texas won their opener last night 12-2. Roughly 3,400 fans were in attendance. Say one hitter from Dylan Bundy. Tampa sucks. 3,400 people show up. And you're not there to see the damn game. You're you're there to show some compassion, help serve another major city. And that's all they get. And I know they don't show up for their home team. But come on, really? 3,400 people? Really? Yeah, it's, You stink. This this one's different for me. I normally would say I don't really care what people are going to do. They, it's their choice if they want to go. But after you heard about how the proceeds were going to go to Thank you. the relief, you'd think more people would say, all right, it's what, uh, Tuesday night? We don't have much going on. Why don't we go to the ballpark for a good cause? I, I mean, I If thought- nothing else, maybe drive up to 
the outskirts of the stadium and, and, and make a donation, whatever. I'm not asking you to give a lot, whatever you have. But for 3,400 people to show up, that's just sad. Yeah, it's, it's sort of vapid. Tampa, I hope nothing ever happens to you. Nothing. Is this a karma thing? You, you're no, just, still teaching me about karma these days. Pisses me off. I heard that. 3,400 people. Yeah, it was actually shocking this <sighs> morning when I read it that it was sad only, commentary. Because usually, because I feel like people have been doing really an amazing job yeah. with the support of Houston. So, yeah. I mean, every story you hear is a real positive one. So I expected it to be another one of those. I really did think that you'd have a lot of people and it would be another one of those nice moments. 3,400 people. And you got. At least one team that's going to be in the playoffs in the Houston Astros. You get two teams that get come to your stadium that you ordinarily don't get to see, and it's for a damn good cause, and no one shows up. A one-hitter from Dylan Bundy, two solo shots from Manny Machado, and the Orioles' sixth straight win, 4 nothing over Seattle. The O's stay a game and a half behind the Twins for the second AL wildcard. Meanwhile, fourth straight loss now for the team managed by Scott uh, surveys the Mariners yes. are three games behind the twins who beat the White Sox last night six four Scott uh, surveys the Angels down the A's eight two in Boston blank Toronto three nothing Red Sox lefty Chris sale became the fastest pitcher to 1500 career strikeout the Diamondbacks held off the Dodgers seven six the Rockies beat the Tigers seven three and Scott uh, surveys John uh, John Carlos Stanton did it again. <laughs> Stanton swings. He drives the ball high and deep. This is a no doubter again for Stanton. It is up, up and away. And number fifty one, an RBI number one oh nine. Stanton's done it again, and it didn't take long tonight. Dave Van Horn, Marlins Radio, eighteen homers tie the August record. Stanton has two days to match Sammy Sosa's single month mark of twenty. In June of 98, the Nats won that game, though, last night, 8-3 over his Marlins. Ezekiel Elliott's appeal hearing now expected to extend into tomorrow. Arbitrator Harold Henderson needs to follow his decision by Tuesday afternoon to have Elliott actually miss Dallas's opener with the Giants. We knew the Browns wanted to trade Brock Osweiler, but they are now reportedly shopping corner Joe Hayden as well. He's owed nearly $33 million over the next three seasons. And Roger Federer is through to round two of the U.S. Open, barely beating 19-year-old American Francis Tiafo in five sets last night. Guys? A couple times a year, we head over to the CBS TV headquarters to loiter and wait for people to join us so we can get interviews. Please talk to us. Yeah, so uh, this NFL one is today. So it's with the NFL, and it's also for the, the NCAA tournament. So... The NFL one, we go over to Black Rock. We sit in a room. There are snacks there for us. Now, Sean McManus, the head of CBS quinoa. Sports. Yeah, there's some quinoa. There's some sandwiches, a little bit of salad. It's probably the same thing. Uh, maybe a bottle of water as well. So we uh, we sit there. Sean McManus, the head of CBS Sports, uh, talks about how excited they are. Gives you a bunch of numbers about how great that they are. And then it's like us and the cast of Where the Wild Things Are that are listening to Sean McManus because you get, like, all these media reporters. Who's the one dude that always has the dumbass question? Lloyd Carroll is Shut his name. Shut the hell up. He's the worst human. I'm going to throw a sandwich at him He today. is. Oh, throw more than that Shut at him. Shut up. Throw a chair at him. Yeah. I mean, he... Stupid question. It was so bad last year that, that one of the CBS PR people pulled him aside afterwards and just crushed him. The guy's the worst. He works for something called the Queen's Chronicle, <laughs> and he used to hand out his column to people, like in person, oh. and, and one of the people he used to hand the column to was one of our bosses, Mark Chernoff, 
And I'm not kidding you. He would hand churn off the column, and churn off right in front of him would go. <laughs> crumple it up and throw it back at him. I knew there was a reason I like Mr. I Chernoff. mean, this is how annoying this guy is. Yeah. And somehow we always end up at his table. Like, we'll sit at a different table every year, and somehow this guy <laughs> ends up at our table, sits down. And then the other, and then his other buddy, Ashley Sarge, he sits down too. And it's like, oh, the two of them are talking. They just love I mean, they're comparing notes on the free food or whatever press conference they were at prior to that. Yeah. Oh, it's just terrible. So anyway, so then we go from there, and we sit, and we loiter for, like, hours. And we just sit there and sit there and sit there. Two hours, I'll never get back. It's sitting and sitting and waiting and waiting, and then... You know, they bring people over, and then they bring people over that we don't care about, and then it's weird because we have to, like, pretend that we care about them and then interview them and then never use the audio just to be able to get the bigger names. It's just one big mess. So this year, though, this year it's really, really different because there's one guy there that everybody wants to talk to. And I'm telling you now <laughs> that if we don't talk to this guy... <laughs> I will pick up Lloyd Carroll and I will body slam him on top of every CBS PR person. I will use him like a bowling ball. I want to see this. And I will roll him (laughs) to knock down the pins of the CBS PR staff. Because I don't care. I've got nothing to lose at this point. Really, I don't. Because we're not going to be part of CBS any longer. So the, the relationship already sucks between us and TV. So, like, who cares? We better get Tony Romo. We better talk to this guy. And we've already nicely, through different channels, said it's really important to us. Well, you guys asked nicely. I did. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go up there, and for no reason other than trying to do good radio to get good content on the air. You know, there's no other benefit for us to go up there. So, so Romo, I mean, it's got to happen. So if they don't, if they give us some runaround... And we don't get Tony Romo. That's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big problem. Hmm. So, well, you're we'll more intimidating. You're more intimidating than me. So I need you with me on this. You oh, know, really? Just, I mean, I'll go berserk. You just need to stand behind me. Can I count on you standing behind me? I'll be behind you, like yeah. Well, he said yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. I got it back. I mean, yeah. What'd you say, Mister McMahon? Okay. Bye, Greg. Yeah. I mean, what does it matter? <laughs> I mean, we're we're non. I mean. The show is obviously you're important to them, but we're as, as a program are not important. To well, them. I put my foot down. I laid the smack down. We want Romo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. Nothing. Now, now is is Phil Sims going to be at this thing too? Yes. He's a part of the NFL today. Yes, that's going to be weird. Why? This is Phil Sims. Why? <laughs> what do you mean? Why? Phil is over that. You he's know what I want? Boy. You know I'm going to get greedy now. I what? want Phil and Romo at the same time. Oh! That's what I want. Damn. Yeah, see, now. That'll get interesting. Right. This is Phil Sims. Now, Phil, when you look at Romo, yeah. the fact that now he sits in the chair that you sat in for such a long time, what are the first thoughts that come to The joys and heartbreaks of sports expected oh. here. I want to <laughs> choke that mouthfuller. All right, we're going to play some word association, Phil. I'm going to say a couple words. You tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Job stealer. <laughs> Backstabber. Mm. <laughs> Anybody? No? Okay. When I say fragile quarterback, what comes to mind? <laughs> oh, why not? Just try to make this entertaining for ourselves. It was so bad one year with the waiting 
Because, I mean, they. this is what I love, too. You know, we're part of CBS. They'll do every other entity before they get to us. Like, we're like the last rung on. We're the crumb at the bottom. So we'll sit in this hallway with these chairs, right, while everybody else is in the cool area with the TV. And then, you know, every TV station, NBC, ABC, all everybody else is not affiliated with them. They'll do these little stupid questions and these sound bites with these guys, right? You know, who do you think's going to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Tony, who do you think's going to be the Cowboys? We get nothing from Tony. Cowboys, nothing. So then, and then we have to put up with that nonsense. And then finally, once they're done with that and they're exhausted, didn't want to hang around anymore, then we get them. They sit down and we gotta like put the jumper cables on their nipples just to get something out of them. (laughs) JB's always good. Yeah, he's good, but he's a pro. And and, and, and Bill Cowher's always good. It takes a while to get Cowher going. It takes a while. He ends up being good, but it takes a while. Hi, I'm Ian Eagle. <laughs> well, he's he's an easy one. <laughs> That's about my favorite part about this is Ian Eagle is there to get the joke around with him prior to everything because he doesn't want to be there either. So um, it was so bad a couple years ago when we were waiting. Mikey B had interviewed the restaurant staff, the catering staff yeah. for this event. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Yeah. Now, what's the, the, the Russian one, dude, was it? What's the one interview that you have that we did? Because we were so bored. Mm-hmm. By the loitering there, that you got uh, who was it? The chef you ran into? I ran into the chef. I ran into um, somebody that works in the mail room. Yeah. So what? So which one do you have here? Do you know? Let's just play it. Who cares if you don't know who it is? Let's just play the thing. This is Mikey B interviewing someone who was just hanging around because we needed to kill time before they actually gave us somebody to interview. Excuse me, sir. <sighs> What's uh, what are you doing going on right now? This is this just recorded. You don't have to run away. I'm I'm not that scary. This is just for record. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Mohammed. And what are you doing here in this building? Delivery FedEx. Anything fun in there, like um, chocolate chip cookies or a uh, panda? No, regular coffee, nice coffee. No, for the CBS. Is it intimidating being around all these famous people that played football and uh, make a lot of money? You know, this for here, they make a good, it's a good, they have a good business here. People like to come, you know, they have a nice order here, nice people, you know. Yeah, that's a great point. I like to work with them because they're very nice, they have a nice coffee, definitely, you know. Everything. Okay, I'll, I will agree with that. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. So much. Thank you. What is up with your interview voice? Yeah, I know. Like you, you that? start to become the accent chameleon. <laughs> you know? I get that from my dad. <laughs> this is just for record. <laughs> I can't help it. It comes out. For record. <laughs> Maybe we'll find some more people today. Oh my god! We're gonna. Is have it to intimidating do this. being around all these famous people that played football and uh, make a lot of money? <laughs> Such a jerk. I can't stand. It. Oh man, we're gonna have to do more of that today to just keep us like awake and alive. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then poor Dave Marinick, who's like, you know, the secondhand man around here. You know, he's 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 just he's like, robbing. He's like the pilot fish on the whale. You know, he's like that small fish that has to like oh, the, follow the shark yeah, around. You yeah. know, like that's what he is. So he's got to go to this thing. You know, he doesn't want any part of this thing, and he's just got. And if something goes wrong, you know, he's the one who has to fix it. You know, so he's all nervous, just hanging around us. Guys, need anything? Oh, what's going on? Oh, let me go. You got headphones? He's just all sweating bullets. It's like for what? You know, why everybody relax? Well, yeah. One day a year, he wears a suit. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he shows up. He he dresses to the nines for this event. It's not wrinkled. Yeah, he he goes. He dresses to the nines. 
Oh, man. I tell you. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, my ass. <laughs> fun. <laughs> I got them all. Thanks for the time. For the rest of the week. Set me right into, whew, right into the weekend with this one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> you pretend like you care about the PR people who walk in there just because like, you have to have a good relationship with them. I just leave that stuff to Mike and Brian. I'm just so quiet. Just head down right for the sandwiches. Sit down. Try to avoid Lloyd Carroll. Is it intimidating being around all these famous people that played football and uh, make a lot of money? That voice. So disgusting. What is that? I don't know. He'll do it again today, too. Is it intimidating to be around all these people <laughs> make so much money? And, uh, make a lot of money. 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 Make you turn into a little girl or something. Weird. What is that? Very weird. Is this the only time you do that? It's broadcasting, baby. <laughs> you <laughs> could learn name, a thing sir? or two, Beach. <laughs> okay. We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Paulie Malinaji of Showtime, the boxer and commentator made a lot of noise leading up to McGregor Mayweather and he still is making a ton of noise because he wants to fight Conor McGregor he wants to have a full-blown fight one that everybody could see because after that sparring match that they had he felt like it wasn't fair because he didn't put out all the video and now he feels vindicated because Floyd won which I don't know how you can really feel vindicated because he's Floyd Mayweather and you're Paulie Malignaggi and I like Paulie Malignaggi I do but he's going for it. He's swinging for the fences. Yeah. And I think that part of him really does want to defend his honor. But I think most of him wants to defend his bank account. Yes. <laughs> and this is an opportunity for him to cash in. Not cash in like $100 million, but he could make a couple million dollars if he fought Conor McGregor easy. Right. So he's going to try to go ahead and do this. Will this fight happen? I would be floored if there's enough interest in McGregor Malinaji. I think that it's over with. The only reason why he was interesting prior to leading up to this fight was because he actually boxed Conor McGregor, and we never saw Conor McGregor box. Now we've seen right. him box. We saw what he is. He, he was Nobody's interesting he, anymore. He was our, our eyes and ears, so he gave us a blow-by-blow account, pun intended, by being in the ring with him, by sparring with him. But other than that, no, you don't want to see this fight. Yeah. I don't. No, I wouldn't. I mean, listen, I'd probably watch it just because I'm probably now more into boxing than I have been in a long time. The event that I was at, seeing the boxers, it was just, it's cool. You have Canelo and Triple G coming up, which is a fight that everybody wanted to see. So I'm into it. So I, I, but I mean, if it's, if it's a fight that doesn't happen, am I going to be disappointed? No, I mean, not even one bit. I'll probably end up, whoever McGregor ends up fighting next in UFC, I'll probably end up checking that out. I definitely will do that um, because I'm interested in him. But Malinaji McGregor, I mean, you can't. What what would the pay per view number on that be? Like, uh, Twenty I, bucks, thirty bucks. I don't. Even, I had never heard of Paulie Malinaji. We had this. him on the show, didn't we? Have I him know we show? had him on the show, but un, un, until we didn't have him on the show. You sure about that? Hundred percent positive. What did we have on the show? Who was the guy that came in here? The boxer. Pat I def- Yeah, oh. that's right. I, oh, I, well, I had never heard of Malinaji. 
I wasn't aware of the, the gent. I think I had him on a Saturday show then. That's okay. probably what it was. Yeah. But I, I definitely had him on at some point. I was. I had no idea who he was until all this stuff happened. This spectacle Pauly. took place. Paulie. There you go, Paulie. He's, he is entertaining, the guy, though. He's he's funny. He's a funny guy. He talks. Well, it's not like, because he was doing the broadcast. He was the, the, the doing the uh, broadcast. Yeah, I didn't hear that. the broadcast, Brian, right. I was at the I fight. I was just about to say Yeah, that. so Thank I didn't you. hear oh, it. So can you tell me, me about the broadcast? Yeah, excuse me. It's when well, you're there, you well, can't he hear it. He and uh, Bernstein. Yeah. Uh, Albert, his, Al Bernstein. Yeah, they were about to get into it. They really? Were, they were conflicting as far as who was doing what and, and who was winning. And not just that, not just the main event, but the other matches as well. Really, they were they were pretty entertaining. So well, if he if he wants to do some more broadcasting with Bernstein, that'd be cool. Well, they do. Yeah, he's part of that. He's oh, part okay. of that crew. Well, that was that was interesting and and very entertaining to listen to. Why? What was the discrepancy? That uh, the they, two had? they just saw a fight. Uh, the fight had who and, and, and differently. Who had what? I don't remember who had who and all yeah. that. But it was not just Mayweather McGregor, but the fights prior to that. The, those fights on the undercard, uh, there was some discrepancy. As to who was winning, who was doing what between those two. You know, I saw but couldn't get to, and I would have loved to talk to him while I was there, was T. Wood. Tyrone Wood. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, he was on ooh. the Fox Sports set. How did you not get to T. Wood, man? Because he was in like an enclosed structure on the Fox set. Oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't get he over it. some coins at him or something. T. Wood is <laughs> no, I'm not throwing coins at th- Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> Kidding me? But the glass structure. He yeah. was ensconced in. I also saw that. Um, that woman who hosts that Fox show that I've seen you uh, take a liking to, uh, Kate Abdo, remember her? She was on there. I'll p- pull up a picture. Oh, doing the soccer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the she English was there chick. Hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, she was hosting. I wasn't in person. It was, like I said, it was hard to see around oh. the glass structure, but, but I, okay. I recognized her. I said, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Brian, okay. Brian spent a whole day trying to find out who that was. Yeah, during the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. right, right. What's your name, man? I'm, I'm over what your, Who is it? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> see, I'd forgotten about her. Mine, yeah. Why are you bring it back up? Well, man. because I just was reminded of that. That's where I saw T. Wood. I'm trying to move on. Yeah. <laughs> trying to move uh, on from Kate Abdo. Yeah. Okay. Done with her. So Dana White and the UFC announced yesterday that the people that could not watch the fight on the stream, the UFC.TV stream that paid for it, well, they're actually going to get some refunds back. So, And it happened very quickly, and I don't know how many people ended up having this issue or how many people can prove that they had Hmm. this issue too, Uh, but they did the right thing. And, like, right away, we're talking about Tuesday. It happened yesterday. They sent out a tweet saying, you know, we're going to refund you the money, which – which is I thought was a, a really good thing. How to, much was the stream? Do. I don't know how much yeah. it was, but it definitely well, wasn't a hundred bucks. Great, right? that, no, it couldn't have been, could it? Uh, good thing that they, they did handle this quickly and swiftly. So kudos to UFC and Dana White for doing that. Yeah, let's see. UFC TV stream cost. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this quickly, but um, well, where about it? Yeah, I guess I don't Only, have to. I guess the, I don't the, have to worry about it. I'm kind of curious now. Do you yeah, ask me, well, though? I mean, I'm just glad that they rectified the situation or are, are, are attempting to do that. And all the people that put up all that money to see Mayweather win and just to win a little bit of money, well, they won. So a hundred and $242,000 a guy won. I think he had to put up like $1.2 million in order mm. to win. That okay. You had the Maloofs that put up the... $880,000 on Mayweather to win something like, I don't know, $100,000. And they were 
giving all that money to charity. Yeah, that there was go. nice. Cool. Uh, what do you have there, Pete? Uh, 99.95, according to Bleacher Report. The really? The version of UFC.tv. Why would you do that and not? I guess because for the cord cutters, maybe. Wow. That's a wow! So they got all, they're going to give a hundred bucks back to a bunch of people. Well, that HD version on on UF, on those online streaming sites, if they're good, if they're a good site, usually are like TV. Well, do we know how many people uh, attempted to purchase the fight via the, the stream? Mm-hmm. Because that's this is now going to cut into the, the paycheck that, that McGregor and Mayweather uh, would get. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know. I, I I haven't seen that number, but I with the I guess the cord cutters are the ones that would end up doing it on the stream if they don't have right. either your right. cable or yeah. direct TV, and that's how you would end up watching the thing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. If it's if it's streaming like Netflix streams and you have a good internet yeah. connection, then it's probably it's the same thing. Yeah, right? it's just like watching television, of course. Yeah. Uh, but that, once again, is going to cut into uh, whatever monies uh, both of these dudes would uh, recoup from. I haven't seen the, the pay-per-view buy number if it broke the record. I keep looking for it, but I haven't seen it. I'm really, really curious about that, too. Oh, oh, you are. You think you are. Yeah. How about the two participants? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> when are you going to have them numbers, the final numbers? When do they come in? You know, do I need to send something else to Stephen Espinosa thanking him? Uh, other, than an, other than an email? Did you, thinking, send him, you send him an email? Yeah. Did he respond? No. No? Uh, another brisket? No, I just mm-hmm. sent him a card. Of, I think a card would be nice. Flowers. Just a card. Just yeah. a card. Mm-hmm. Hand, uh, singing telegram. Handwritten card. Handwritten card. Next level. Pass hey. the email. Ooh. But you don't need to do anything else. Handwritten card. I sent him a singing telegram, man. Yeah, do I have his business card still, I guess is the question that has his address on there. Why Does, would you his, lose that card? Uh, because it was just the generic information on there. I could probably find it. We can ask fun. Courtney. Yeah, that's right, Courtney, the great, the great Courtney, who I didn't meet out there, by the way. This is a person Who's I talked Courtney? to, the person who set up this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Now the the, the salesperson you did meet that was yeah uh, very uh, Should I send her something. Yes, she lives in Denver. Send her something. Send her. Something. You need to keep in touch with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was for great. sure because you have that now that FaceTime with her, and while we had FaceTime with Steven Espinoza, this was more of a. Connection. Yeah, you're right. No, see, I'm not. I'm, I need advice on stuff like this. Right. I'm not. I'm well, not yeah. good with stuff Definitely, like this. Definitely. What's her name again? Allison. Something. Allison. Make yeah. sure you reach out to Allison. Okay. ASAP. I'll do it. I'll That's do your it. end. It's fine. We That's can't get end. Espinosa. We got Allison. We got Allison in sales. Don't mess it up. Why not? All right. Coming up next, Brian Baldinger joins us. Talk some football. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.